Welcome to On the Job with Porak, your go-to place for public safety and officer rights, giving you the news you need to know and discussing the issues that matter. Welcome to On the Job with Porak, and this time we're on the road in Redondo Beach for the Porak Board of Directors meetings the Legal Defense Fund meeting, and the Insurance and Benefits Trust meeting. With me today, obviously, I always have uh, Brent Meyer, Vice President of PORAC, and I have uh, Damon Kurtz, the outgoing chairman of the Insurance and Benefits Trust. Uh, thank you for, uh, for wanting to be on the show. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, why don't we... Uh, dovetail right into what insurance and benefit trust so i'm a veteran of law enforcement about 24 years and i've been with uh, fresno pd for the last 14 Um, currently the president of fresno poa and have been on the inb trust since uh, 2013 and was uh, selected by the trustees i believe in 2015 to be the chairman and have been in that role um, since then and uh, this year uh you know, we've had some movement at uh, not only my association, but here at PORAC. Um, as a larger association, Fresno POA, we have a director at large position. Um, that position is being vacated by uh, the former president, Jackie Parks, and I'll be um, assuming that role um, tomorrow at the board meeting. And uh, because of that, I'll be vacating my position on the IBT. And so there'll be a little bit of change with the IBT, but. That's uh, thanks for that information. And you know what people don't realize is is PORAC. Uh, you know, obviously we're a federation of associations, but we have uh, several trusts that uh, are affiliated with us. Um, one which Damon was is the chair of is the Insurance and Benefits Trust. Uh, we also have a Legal Defense Fund Trust and a Retiree Medical Trust. So as the IBT chair, what exactly did you do in regards to, uh, you know, providing a benefit for the members? So I was a, uh, elected as a trustee for Region 2, and as the chairman, um, just added duties to make sure that uh, we're managing the trust and, uh, uh, and be a fiduciary for that trust along with the other trustees. Um, but during, we have monthly meetings, and in between those meetings, there's obviously a lot of uh, administrative issues that come up. Um, different decisions that need to be made, um, being in, in good contact with the trust manager and uh, allowing for basically the, us to provide those benefits to the members. And everything's about customer service for us, so we want to make sure that that's happening. So, now How big is the, uh, the trust board? Um, what kind of decisions are you making? How, is the trust getting larger? Are you expanding? So the trust itself uh, comprises of two trustees per region, and then there's a board-appointed trustee, there's a retirement retiree, uh, which is also appointed, and then a um, usually the vice president, so currently it's Brent Meyer. So, Very nice. If you want uh, more information on the insurance and benefit trust, you can go to porac.org, porac.org, and I believe it's up in the top of the uh, website. You'll see actually all three of our trusts. And the Insurance and Benefits uh, Trust is up there, which will link over to their website uh, that they have. So moving on to, you're with the Central Cal yes. chapter. Yes. And uh, 
What are some of the issues that you're facing in the Central Valley of California? So Central Valley, um, a lot of the issues really have to do with funding more than anything. Um, being part of the Central Valley, everything is ag-based, but our, um, we, in the cities, we typically have um, lower than average income or salaries and below average to the state anyway, uh, property values which means less revenue to those cities, less, you know, they're not bringing in, but the need's still very great. You know, typically those areas that are, that don't have the revenue are the ones that need the most, particularly with public safety. And so um, there's a great demand for public safety in the region, but there's not a lot of uh, funding for that. So although the, that's getting better, um, the Central Valley usually is a little behind the rest of the state. So if the state goes into a recession, we'll kind of follow behind it. And if it comes out, will be also on the back end coming out as well. So it's just usually a little bit behind. Outside of those issues, what are some of the uh, the biggest concerns that you have as a chapter, but also maybe with also within your own association in Fresno? So as a chapter, you know, the biggest concerns we have are probably the same ones that across the state, you know, AB 931, huge issue for us and, and in law enforcement. Um, pension issues are always a concern, even though, uh, you know, Fresno being, you know, one of the number one funded pension systems in California and in the nation, you still have those out there who are opponents to a defined benefit system. So, you know, we, you and I have had conversations about uh, Congressman Nunes is trying to bring forward some legislation that uh, requires a pension system to look at how they're funded differently, which, you know, we believe would uh, be devastating to most pension systems um, that provide a defined benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, his piece of uh, federal legislation would uh, basically create a uh, monstrous unfunded liability, uh, not only uh, here in California, but nationally by a reduced uh, discount rate of using uh, treasury bills. Um, to me, that shows a complete lack of understanding of how pension systems work and how they're funded. And the fact that uh, we have organizations who monitor and oversee uh, to make sure that the pension systems are doing things in a fiduciary, uh, you know, responsible way and trying to, uh, to deal with those, I think, is extremely important. And I understand the transparency piece that he's trying to get to, but there is a lot of transparency in the way pension systems are handled. Um, and it's just a matter of trying to get our systems and actually our counties and the state and the cities to make sure that they don't take pension holidays, uh, that they're paying their full fair share every year into the fund, uh, irrespective of the fund status. And I know you guys enjoy, I think, an over 100% funded ratio. Yeah, we're currently about 120% funded in Fresno. Yeah. So. And, and that's great. And, I, and we need to get more systems like that. I think it's important that uh, organizations and associations, if there's anything that they can do uh, to try to get their systems to that level, yeah. uh, should always be a high priority. But I would encourage anybody that uh, particularly live in the district uh, to contact Devin Nunes or his office and uh, learn more about the Pension Transparency Act and let him know your thoughts on that. So, because it will affect every one of us, even those that, of us that have a well-funded system, it will definitely have a huge impact. So do you know who's possibly going to be taking over at the IBT as a chairman? I don't. Um, I believe there's been conversations, and uh, uh, 
if I had to guess, it would probably be Joey Schlemmer out of the Bay Area. Um, he's been on the trust for several years, and he'll add, have some consistency there to make sure that the transition is uh, um, you know, smooth and there won't be a lot of uh, drop-off with him. Um, but I think that's where they're leaning, but uh, it'll be a decision for them. All right. Well, I, you know, we look forward to uh, swearing you in tomorrow as a director at large for Fresno and, and having you on the board and uh, having future conversations down the road. Um, are there any other hot button issues outside of the pension issues that uh, you're facing down in the valley? Well, you know, basically, like I said, it was more it's more about funding. We recently were um, pushing for a public safety initiative in Fresno and um, came close. Uh, it just didn't quite happen. Not going to happen in time. There's a lot of support for it. Uh, but political courage is is difficult to come by these days. So it was nice to have an, our mayor, who's a conservative mayor, come out in favor of something like that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't there. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. You know, the, there's I actually start to see a lot of those uh, cropping up around the nation because, uh, you know, recruiting and retention for public safety, especially law enforcement, is, is a very difficult task. And I can only imagine it's even more difficult out in the valley. Uh, where you may not necessarily have the qualified candidates that you're looking for, but you dearly need. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're doing better than we were, uh, recruitment and retention. Uh, but I can't say that for the whole Valley. I know Fresno PD being a larger organization, we have the ability to give more benefits. There's opportunities there, but I don't know that the, the smaller uh, guys out there are able to keep up. All right. Uh, so you've seen a lot of those guys, in your travels around the the valley and throughout the region as the regional rep uh what do you think that's going to do to uh as you come to the board of directors how do you think or what do you think you bring to the board from that perspective of talking to all those different labor leaders well i think the perspective i have uh, not only going around the valley and in around the state and and what i do for the fresno poa or or the ibt um also my, I've worked for three different departments, and so I bring a little perspective. And as the the board is the governing body for uh, PORAC, and when we're looking at uh, exploring legislation and and what we support, or if we're authoring uh, legislation, I think I can give some guidance in there and to rep- and represent the folks there in the valley um, and what their interests are. Very nice. Um, I'm going to probably close it up here. Um, I want to thank you, Damon, for uh, for being on the, on the job with Porak Podcast, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more <laughs> down the road. Uh, it's just it's I felt this was a good opportunity to try to capture uh, some more voices of Porak uh, to build a stronger uh, association or organization, uh, especially after the Janus ruling. Uh, I think more than ever, it's more important uh, to be together as one, um, especially in law enforcement with the many attacks that we're seeing across the board, uh, either through legislation, through uh, measures, uh, citizens initiatives. Um, and it's if we don't come together, they're just going to uh, they're going to chew us up. 100 percent agree. I, th- I believe that uh, you're either at the table or on the menu. And uh, I think now more than ever, it's a call to action for all of our members from the smallest organization all the way up to the big boys. Um, that we need everybody to be active, all hands on deck. Um, I keep hearing people saying, well, California is lost, and I say we're just kind of losing the battle right now, and it's time for us to, uh, you know, it's time for us to get involved and, and take it back. 
and I think we can do that. So I'm going to end it there, and I want to thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on our social media platforms. Go to porac.org for more info, porac.org. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Google, please give us five stars. This helps us to get noticed. Don't forget to share your podcast with your members, friends, and families. Have a great day and be safe. That's it for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time as we discuss the issues that matter. 